Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Colton and Jimmy podcast. I am your host, Colton Kriska. And I'm your host, Jimmy Bagley. And today we are talking about quite an interesting topic. We had to do a lot of research here before this episode. We are discussing options trading. Yeah, I've recently gotten into options trading. It's a another way to make money in the stock market. Uh, so basically, an option is a contract which gives the buyer the right but not an obligation to buy or sell an underlying asset. In this case, it's a stock. Uh, the stock can be anything like an ETF, an index fund. It could be a fund like a stock in a certain company such as Apple or Tesla. Usually, it's only for the higher traded stocks, the ones with, you know, with daily trading uh, in higher numbers, just because if it's a lower numbered traded stock where, you know, there's only a few trades in the day, there isn't enough options to go around basically. So you can think of options trading as either insurance for your trading or it's betting on a stock's price increase or decrease. And although gambling, we don't, you know, agree with gambling as it's completely luck based. There's I guess you can say there's a little bit of skill in poker or blackjack with experience, but just like gambling, uh, there is risk involved, but there's also educated risk that you can, based off of the market indicators, make decisions on what you do. Yeah, and so you can think of it as insurance as, with insurance, you can buy home insurance and Nothing ever happens to your house, and you never end up needing it. The same, and we'll get into it more, in options contract, you may never actually end up using, and we'll discuss that more. So there's two different types of option contracts. The first one's called a call option. So a call that the price of the stock will increase with the right to buy at the strike price. Um, the strike price is a predetermined price that the seller must buy or sell a stock. So you make money off the increased value of the stock. The second option is a put option. A put option is when uh, selling a stock at the contract price in the event of a decrease in the stock's value. Something to note about calls and puts, you don't actually need to own the stock to buy calls and puts. Another version kind of, of of the put option is buying the option itself rather than the stock and holding it as insurance, where instead, as we go into further detail, is you buy the option and it basically gives you the right to sell a higher valued stock to someone else when the market has a decreased value for that. Now, there are three main components of an option contract and that is an expiration date, a strike price, and uh, implied volatility. So the first one here is the expiration date, which is known as the time value. Uh, this is a predetermined date in which the contract must be carried out. It can be weekly, it can be monthly, it could be quarterly. Um, you very rarely, if ever, see a yearly options contract because then the price gets up into a higher value. Um, 
Obviously, it loses value as time goes on in an exponential decay format. The longer time, the more expensive the contract because there's going to be more time for you to have that contract succeed in which it's more risk on the seller's half. So that's why the longer the contract, the more expensive it's going to be because they want to make sure that the, the seller wants to make sure that they get their piece of the pie here. The second component of an option is the strike price or the intrinsic value. It's a predetermined price that the seller must buy or sell. It's considered the gut feeling price by investors. So for a call, the closer the strike price is to the current price, it's the, the higher the cost of the option. And for a put, the farther away the strike price is from the current price, the more expensive the option contract once again. And this has to do with, it's more likely for a stock, let's for an example, if the stock price is $100, it's more likely that it will increase to $105 or it will decrease to $95 than it will increase, let's say, to $120 or decrease to $80 just because that, which will lead to our next point of volatility. Uh, unless the stock is very volatile, it's unlikely that it will gain that much or lose that much in the time of the contract. Yeah, so like Jimmy started to get into there about volatility. Now, when we say volatility, we're talking about a statistical measure of the dispersion of returns for a given security or market index. I personally am currently in business statistics. Uh, if anyone can feel my pain, please give this podcast a like. Um, <laughs> uh so business statistics is obviously all about the mean, the sample variance, the and most importantly, the standard deviation. So volatility is basically the business term for standard deviation. It can be measured by using, um, like I said, standard deviation or variance from the returns that the same from the same security or market index. Now this is also called the implied volatility because the option contract is looking at what the future volatility is going to be of this of this stock. Now, one thing back with the strike price about intrinsic value. Intrinsic value is basically the 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 worth that an investor can give. Like Jimmy said, the gut feeling by an investor. If you feel like a stock is undervalued or overvalued, that can be totally up for debate, which is why intrinsic value is a little bit of a, a gray area subject. So a lot of people want to know, what's the point of options? Why not just trade regular stock? Or how do the brokers even make their money? So basically, it comes down to the premium for the brokers, and that is the price of the options contract. So you're paying this price regardless of if it goes up or down, whether it's a call or a put. And that's just because this is the risk that the brokers are taking on by buying this contract. The other way that they make money is your misfortune. If you have a call and the price ends up going down or you, you buy a put and then the price ends up going up, it really doesn't, you won't make money and instead they make money basically the premium, and they don't have to even pay out anything. And so that really gets into um, our, op or our example here. So for our call option, we can say that the 
price of stock A is $100 per share and the premium is $5 per share. So you purchase five op options contracts, which is usually they're done in 100 shares, so that's 500 shares at a strike price of $100 for one month. So Jimmy, let me just go back here because that's a lot of numbers, guys. So let's just one more time. The price is $100. You're going to play a premium of $5 per share. You're going to buy 500 shares at $100 in one month. So you're betting that it's going up. Continue, Jimmy. So in one month, the price of stock A rises to $120 per share. You then sell your con your options contract and now you're 500 you now own 500 shares of stock A valued at $60,000, but you only bought it at $50,000. It's true you still had to pay the premium of $2,500, but that leaves you with a $7,500 profit. Exactly. So in that scenario there, your bet that the stock was going to increase paid off, and in which the value of the stock uh, was more than what you paid for it. Now, on the other hand, let's take a look at if your bet goes the wrong way. If the stock, if stock A falls to $80 per share and you're, you would rather just let your contract expire. So this is where when we were saying it's just like insurance, you may not even use it. This is where that comes in handy. Rather than buying, uh, rather than buying $50,000 worth of stock for $40,000 or what? Excuse me. Rather than paying $50,000 for $40,000 worth of stock, you just bite the bullet and pay $2,500 and cut your losses. So rather than taking a $10,000 loss, you only pay $2,500 in loss. So there's, you know, an instance where you're not obligated to buy the contract. You just have the right to. All right, so now we're going to talk about what a put option is. So let's say, uh, let's go with scenario A from the call option. You bought your shares. You bought your 500 shares of stock, which is now priced at $120 per share. Now the premium is still going to be $5 a share. So you own $500 or 500 shares of stock. So you're going to place five put option contracts which is 500 shares, with a strike price of $120 per share for one month. So here with a put option, you're betting on the stock going down. In one month, stock A falls back down to $100 per share, and you sell your contract. So here you sell 500 shares for $60,000, when the market value of those shares is only $50,000. In this scenario here, with premiums included, you walk away again with $7,500 in profit. However, in let's say in one month, stock A rises to $140 per share, and then your contract expires. You then have to pay the premium of $2,500 per share, or $2,500 for your shares, the premium, and then you also for have to, instead of selling your shares for less than what they're worth, you sell them on the open market for $70,000.
and according to the expired contract premiums, you're only going to you're going to end up making $17,500. So basically overall, it's like what we said is you really if you buy a call, you want the price to increase and if you're buying a put, you want your stock to decrease because then you still have the option to sell your shares on the open market and you're only losing the premiums you make while as in the calls you're making the profit minus the premiums exactly and see in that last scenario there where we make seventeen thousand five hundred dollars um in that that's the situation in where a lot of people only use put options as a type of insurance on their current position their current stocks that they own because you know in the grand scheme of things the stock price going up is really never a bad thing in the business world if your stock price goes up unless you're short selling which you're completely screwed if you short sell a put option there are alternatives like in that situation you just let it expire and you sell your stock for even more money than what you were going to to do a put option on so you know that's why a put option is considered more of an insurance on your position rather than a way to make money but as we took a while to find out or figure out how you can make money from doing put options i from from my research and knowledge in this field the one way to really make your money through options trading is you have to continually do it you can't just do it once or twice or even three times because the probability of you doing well is about the same as you doing bad so it really just follows the market curve and as we've said in previous you know our previous stock market videos the market overall will increase on average every year yeah absolutely but it's got a higher percentage over the long term it's not a short term thing so again you can't just decide to trade for one week two weeks a month two months you know you have to consi consistently trade um, and consistently invest in order to start seeing those those increases yeah options the biggest thing it gives you is leverage is because you don't need to put as much money in for a substantially larger reward and a substantially larger risk because because of the leverage included because you basically are buying and selling risk yeah absolutely now one thing i have to say if you are new to this podcast and this is the f first episode you've ever watched um, i would expect you to maybe be quite confused now jimmy remind me if i'm wrong if any of this does confuse you, there is a good chance that we talked about it back in episode three, I believe, which is our first episode on the stock market. So I would really encourage if any of these elementary ideas are a little confusing to you, please go back to episode three and give that a listen and then come back and rewatch this episode because it'll make a whole lot more sense to know your basics first because options trading obviously is a step up from just regular stock trading. Yeah, definitely. It's it's something for um, not necessarily the novice or the beginner trader. You definitely should get a feel for trading before you jump into options trading just because of the added information and 
you have to, there's more graphs involved. Like we've said, you know, the price of the contracts due to volatility and, um, so that increases in, like we said, the, the NASDAQ is the one who gives out a lot of volatility ratings on their, their scale of one to nine. Yeah, exactly. So it's just something you really got to look into and maybe get a little bit more experience before you jump into options trading. Yeah. Well, so this concludes this episode of the Colton and Jimmy podcast. We thank you for listening. I want to be the first to tell you guys, please reach out to us on social media if you have any questions. We're two guys that love talking about, um, we love talking about the field and we love talking about business or college or anything you want to ask us. So please feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us at, on Instagram at Colton and Jimmy Podcasting using underscores of spaces and at Facebook at Colton and Jimmy Podcast. Like Colton said, message us with any suggestions and definitely go listen to our earlier episodes. We've, this is episode 12, so we've got 11 before this, a stock market episode before this, episode three. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, guys. Yep. Have a good one. Legal disclaimer. All content included in this podcast and on our social media accounts is information of a general nature and does not constitute professional and or financial advice. Nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto. As a viewer, we advise you should conduct your own due diligence by consulting a financial advisor before making any final decisions.